World Cup could not have had a more fantastic finish, unless, of course, you're a fan of France. But what an amazing championship game as Argentina emerged from penalty kicks to win that nation's third World Cup title. In Kansas City, thoughts immediately turned to the next World Cup, and we're going to be a part of it. This is Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, December 20th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. On today's show, columnist Vahe Gregorian and I discuss what we saw in the last month, but mostly what we expect to happen in Kansas City, one of 11 U.S. cities that will be host to the event that will be held in the United States, Mexico, and Canada. Vahe and I also spoke with a delegation of Kansas City officials who attended the World Cup in Qatar, and they shared their impressions and suggestions about what the event will look like in Kansas City. Start calling the Sam McDowell, also part of that conversation. So after a break, you'll hear from Kansas City Sports Commission and Visit KC President Kathy Nelson, Kamiko Gilmore, who is the Executive Director of Convention and Entertainment Facilities for Kansas City, and Joe Reardon, President and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce and former mayor of Kansas City, Kansas. But first, here's Vahe on the World Cup. You know, Vahe, you're going to be on multiple podcasts this week. I hope, <laughs> I hope you're sufficiently prepared. I know you're, you know, you're, you're carbohydrate, uh, got the carbos going. Yeah, I, I do, and, and I wasn't sure whether that would be a nice holiday flourish for this or not, but I, I certainly have a, a Lamar's donut and a, uh, a really great, a little old, but really great uh, mint brownie right in front of me. I'm going to try not to take any bites while we talk, but uh, thank you to Hannah Wise of The Star for uh, providing. I'd never had a mint brownie until Hannah brought those in last week for an office party. I recommend the mint brownie to those that want to explore beyond the, the usual brownie. Yeah, and I don't have a, uh, sorry, I don't have a brand name on it, but I will also say that uh, Tuesday night around 11, when Sam McDowell and I were in here uh, typing away, brownies kind of got us through the, the finish line. As they often do. At, at, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Lamar's Donuts represented yes. on, the, on the plate as yeah, well. Yeah, cinnamon so, and minimum. And, yeah. yeah. You are, you're missing your cup of coffee, though. I Maybe am. we'll have to stop so you can <laughs> get the coffee. <laughs> I'm a dunker. Go ahead. <laughs> um, we're recording this uh, the day after the World Cup final, in which Argentina beat France. Uh, in fact, I think they beat him three different times in that game. Um, it was an amazing game. The World Cup, uh, the competition of the World Cup was incredible. And then the final was, you know, people that know soccer better than we do are calling it the best final that they've, they'd ever witnessed. And um, so I, I know I was enthralled by it. And, you know, having the maybe the two best players on earth going at each other and, you know, I know that the, the the countries were ranked third and fourth in FIFA uh, before, uh, but as, as the tournament proved, they were the two best teams in the world and provided just exquisite drama. And uh, Argentina, of course, outlasting France four to two on the penalty kicks. Um, and of course, as soon as it was over, as soon as the celebrating is over, it's one of the great celebration scenes too when you win the World Cup with the trophy presentation and all that. My thoughts turned immediately to Kansas City and us, right? Yeah. And this is the only time it will ever happen that way. Uh, but I cannot wait for Kansas City to be part of this. Yeah, I feel like you're right. The, the lid kind of came off of that, right? We've been kind of like, okay, well, it's the next, it's the next, and now it's, you know, in the queue. And um, 
you know, the conversation that we, we had uh, just a few days before, I think, you know, maybe started bubbling this up for us uh, with, with the, the Kansas City uh, uh, Executive Committee members who, who went. So I think we, we both probably were watching this a little bit through that eye, too. I don't, I should know this, but I don't know, and we turned right to the Chiefs game yesterday. With the Olympics, one of the cool things at the end with the closing ceremony is always the ceremonial transfer of, uh, I don't know, there's not a scepter, I don't know what it is, but the, like the flag, but the, the flag, flag yeah, the Olympic the flag, right, yeah, and there's a sort of tangible, okay, we're, we're on to the next, the handoff, I, I, you know, forgive my ignorance for not knowing if the World Cup has that, but at least figuratively, it has that, and um, you're right. I imagine people with KC 2026 woke up today, Monday, like, all right, the the, the field is now open for us, and we got to start filling stuff in. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, you mentioned the conversation that we had last was last, last Friday, week or, a week ago, week, week ten ago, days Friday. ago. Okay, all right. That that was with um, Kathy Nelson president of the Kansas City Sports Commission and president of Visit KC. She's wearing two hats these days. With uh, Kamiko Gilmore, she's the executive director of convention and entertainment facilities for Kansas City, and Joe Reardon, who is the president and CEO of the Greater uh, Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, and he's the former mayor of Kansas City, Kansas. Great conversation, I, I thought. Uh, with them, you were there, Sam McDowell was there, and, and I was there as well, and they had all just come from Qatar, and uh, Qatar, I, to, the rest of my life, I will not know how to, the correct pronunciation of, of that country. We even asked them. And, 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 there, and the agreement there was that it was sort of a, a, a hybrid of Qatar and Qatar <laughs> that sounds a lot more like Qatar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm I feel liberated to just say Qatar, but or, or, uh, or just Doha. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we we spoke for almost an hour and a half, and you 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 wrote a terrific column that appeared in Sunday's paper. Please go to KansasCity.com to access that column. Um, we'll you, you'll actually hear from them after a break here in the show uh, we'll play uh, about 10 minutes worth of a, of the conversation that we had with them but what were your big takeaways from uh from talking to the group that had just come back from the- a couple things and, and you know try to get into this in the column a little bit right because in a sense it's really hard to take the smallest uh you know a a, a world cup placed in an area the size of Connecticut versus what's going to be yeah. more spread out than ever before, right? The, the most broadly based, uh, I think it was 13 million square miles or something in, in, yeah. in U.S., Canada, Mexico. It's half the Western Hemisphere, right? Yeah. It's, I it's mean, the, the non-South American part of the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and so the, just that is just such a, a, a completely different experience and contrast in, in density, right? Scope and scale, all that. Um, but also, obviously, the cultural difference from what you could take there versus here. So in some ways, it's apples and oranges. On the other hand, um, the essence of the competition, which we can only hope we get something like what happened yesterday. I mean, that was just, that was, that was enthralling. I mean, really, uh, at, my gosh. Um, but also uh, our, our ability to absorb it and um, 
for lack of a better term, you know, shine the shine the best light on Kansas City when it's here. So we obviously we understand we're not talking about having the entire competition in Kansas City. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> but um, you know, given the format and the fact that it'll be 48 countries instead of 32, the numbers suggest we're going to have you know at least three, four games and perhaps more. But also, as you noted uh, during our interview, speaking with them, there's the the likelihood of multiple base camps for countries set up here. So it's it the density thing is a little more thick than maybe you would think of offhand, right? I think we're going to be in the middle of a lot of hustle bustle um, with the games and the fan fest and the base camps um, and training sites, which are as we come to understand aren't aren't necessarily to be used the same way by right any given country so it's and, and kathy nelson our, our friend with, with visit kc and the sports commission um quoted from fifa saying that we we look like a base camp mecca with what we have from sporting and and the current particularly with training sites and and game facilities so uh anyway I, if i'm if i'm rambling it's because i'm just over the moon and and uh and yet, we have a lot of details to fill in to really understand the overlay on on Kansas City. And, and three and a half years to do it because yeah. the, because of when this World Cup was played, it was it's the only World yeah. Cup in history played in November and December, and not in the usual summer months like it will in twenty twenty six. It'll be a June July event. Yeah. There and you're right. We don't we don't know how many games Kansas City is getting, um, and and to, and how far into the rounds you know Kansas City might be. Uh, be considered for games, but yeah, three, four, five games at the least, uh, with the potential for one or two more. Um, that that's kind of exciting, right? And yeah. um, of course, the uh, one thing that came up on several occasions as we were as we had our conversation was Kansas City is the smallest market, smallest in population, metro metro size of the U.S. cities. Uh, the uh, 10 or 11 U.S. I think it's 11 U.S. 11, cities. 11, I think, yep. Yep, 11 U.S. cities that are that will be World Cup hosts. And I think there's, because of that, there's really, I, I, I fall back on the Norman Rockwell painting, there's a little bit of the roll up the sleeves. Yeah, yeah. You know, and let's prove to everybody that we can get this done. Uh, and... The, those who we talked to, Kathy, uh, Kamiko, and and uh, and and Joe, were just excited by the prospect of putting their best foot forward for for the world to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and what what a great reference. In fact, I'm not sure maybe that uh, that that doesn't belong up on a, the side of a, a wall at least for the next three and a half years, right? There's <laughs> a message to everybody to, to get it in order. And and um, you know we. We certainly feel the excitement of understanding the world is coming here, um, and what. So the next part of the mechanism mechanism is not only to be good hosts, but what is it that we will be able to show and develop toward that, right? Joe Reardon, as we've spoken about, um, you know, made a, a what I thought was a really compelling point about okay, these sorts of moments in the city's history are opportunities to think about how we do things and what we can do going forward. And he sort of spoke about it in a generic sense about transportation from the airport. Um, what's interesting, this is another point of contrast with Doha. Um, 
we don't have to, we don't, there's nothing that, that we're not building eight stadiums for this. I mean, we're, we're in fact, the most expensive aspect of this, at least, uh, you know, as, as it's all placed on some kind of ledger, apparently is going to be the renovations at Arrowhead. Um, so where's our, where's the money coming from? Where's it going to go, et cetera. But this can do Kansas City a lot of good if, if um, it's treated as a way to create more sustainability and, and transportation. We've talked about that a lot in multiple contexts. So I, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, Blair, but that's, that's, that's what I think of when I think of this. Well, and I think Kansas City will, um, you know, because of our size and our infrastructure, uh, probably will end up approaching this different than differently than New York or Los Angeles or Mexico City, right? Um, cities that are, you know, gazillion people. Will you know? We just our list is different. Yeah, and th- you, I'm glad you rerouted me because really that's sort of the sort of the part of the, the the really interesting extra point about this is I, I think we could say Kansas City as the smallest market and. Um, as what Kamiko Gilmore called the most exotic market, right? In the I context, love that. I know, I do, I really do love that. And but, I, but but she's got a good point. She does. It's, I don't know what the exact definition of exotic is, but I assume different is the point, mm-hmm. right? And different than coastal cities and and the familiar that people probably mostly, let's just say, randomly from Argentina or or France, <laughs> uh, <laughs> might identify the United States for. We're we're different here, and and so you can you can sort of just put that together logically and say between the size and the the difference in topography or with you know geography that Kansas City quite arguably has the most to gain from this at least in terms of brand visibility awareness mm-hmm. um, plus I, I think uh, you know I know we don't work for the chamber or visit KC mm-hmm. but I mean I think I think we feel pretty proud of this place and um, like our chances to impress the people that come here right um, I, I know I feel that way that um, you know kind of you know I, I kind of can't wait to, to have people from around the world come to Kansas City have a reason to come to Kansas City and they're not just coming for a weekend I mean they're, they're going to be people from you know different parts of the globe that'll be here for weeks for weeks and weeks yeah and I think that's the part that's you know, probably at some point we need to just do a primer or primer, however you pronounce it, to say cutter or cut guitar, <laughs> same thing. A primer on guitar <laughs> or a primer on cutter, um, <laughs> and just sort of lay out some stuff. That I think we've covered it in the things we've written, but I think it might bear mention as a as a sort of public service reader service to say, you know, this is going to be a month of setup, if 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 not more, before this is happening. So that means. You know the security perimeter at the Truman Sports Complex, whatever whatever entities are in there at that point. That that's going to be going on for a month, probably. You know, as we've spoken about between us a few times, you know, it looks like there's going to be dedicated bus lanes. Yeah, transportation probably needs to be transportation probably, in general. Probably the right? biggest issue. So how are you going to how are you going to work with that? We don't. I think we we would hope that we can spare people from being shocked about things that will probably there'll be some annoyances, right? Um, which is sort of the trade off with. Having something, you know, the largest sporting event on earth descend on you. That's how you know you've never had that because yeah, you're yeah, about to yeah. be inconvenienced in a way that you never have been. Yeah. Um, just think about think about if I seventy was closed for snow or something. You know, it's 
Um, it, it, it might be that way for, for a month in the summer of 2026. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I fully expect, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine some people will probably rent their houses out and get out of here um, but, and make a lot of money from it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to encourage people to leave. You know, the, the, the other side of this that I, I've noticed this from a couple friends already um, wanting to be involved. And, you know, they're going to need thousands of volunteers. Uh, we don't have the link right here with us, but if you go to KC 2026, they're already soliciting names for volunteers. Right. Um, and I can tell you from, you know, some incredible experiences at a lot of Olympics that your interaction with the city, with the, the, the host, a lot of it you feel through the volunteers. Because you're going to end up, you're going to end up lost, you're going to end up not, not knowing how to get from one place to another, you're going to be greeted at stadiums, you're going to be pointed directions, all the, those are all going to be, I think, interactions with you know, our people. With us. Yeah, with, with us. Yeah, didn't and, Ka- didn't Kathy and, and Kamiko and Joe say that they couldn't walk 10 paces, ten steps off the bus? Yeah, I think 10 steps off the bus without 10 people. Yeah. Right? It was something right. like that. The ratio was pretty good. Now, they, I think Qatar Qatar had uh, 21,000 volunteers. And that, again, the operation is just different parameters um, because of the, was it nine venues? Eight venues? Something like that, yeah. Eight or nine venues within a 35-mile radius. We've got one, you know, <laughs> and what's the closest city? Dallas? What, what else? Yeah, that's hosting. That's yeah. also hosting. Yeah, yeah. it would be closest Dallas, host right? city. And, you know, again, I, I'm veering off here, but, you know, so we're going to have a, like a four-hour range of uh, hotels, hotel blocks reserved for this from St. Louis, Omaha. Yeah, Wichita. Uh, Wichita, Tulsa, mm-hmm. or... I'm not sure about Oklahoma. yeah Tulsa's about four, so that's that's our one one per. But I think Kathy Nelson definitely confirmed it'll be thousands of volunteers we need, several thousand. And really, it's an interesting way for people to think they they can get involved. Like I I can be an ambassador for Kansas City. Right, right. Um, I, I really was struck by uh, Joe Reardon's uh, feeling about how proud he was and how I guess how. How proud he expects to be in in 2026 uh, yeah. that, that Kansas City will absolutely rise to the occasion and, and and be the best place it can be. Word that came up a couple times and it was a striking word because it's a, it's an accurate word. I think it it is entwined with whatever we think of ourselves as here. Authenticity. And Joe used that word a few times, and um, I think it's a. It's, it's a great selling point because it's a true selling point. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, before we get to um, uh, that panel of folks that we've been discussing, I wanted to just take a moment and say a couple words about Grant Wall, uh, the American journalist who, uh, who died uh, covering the World Cup at age 49. And it's, you know, it was, it was unbelievable when that news hit and it was especially tough for people in Kansas City who that's where Grant Wall's from uh, went to Shawnee Mission East High School and uh, loved the city he worked when he when he went to work for Sports Illustrated out of out of college out of Princeton college basketball was one of his beats and that's where I would run into him uh, covering NCAA tournaments we our paths hadn't crossed in 25 years I suspect but 
um, but it was fun to talk with him about Kansas City and uh, when, when we did get to chat and just a stunning development and I just wanted to I, we all wrote about him I, yeah you yeah. did Sam McDowell as well and um, and the, the, the thought that stayed with me uh, the, the, in, in the sort of the aftermath of the news was nobody would have enjoyed the World Cup in his home city more than Grant Wall and it's a shame it's not going to happen you're right and that's why Another sort of point of this day, right? We've we've turned the page toward 2026, and and there's a, you know, a hollow, sad feeling about that from a lot of people, and as it pertains specifically to the U.S., but more, more intimately to to us here, Shawnee Mission East. Um, you know, like you, fortunate to get to know him a little bit on the trail. He was uh, always a guy who was looking to help you, looking to help you. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's, we're blessed that there are a number of people like that in our business, but, but um, nonetheless, that, that stands out. Um, and uh, I'd urge everybody to make sure uh, they read Sam McDowell's two just superb columns on this, um, including speaking with Grant's brother, Eric. That was, that was well done. Uh, the piece I wrote, not because of anything I did, but because of the um, input of Chris and Angie Long, I think might be of interest to people because it'll it'll help uh, you understand the role that Grant played in the formation of the KC Current as a as a Princeton classmate of Chris Long and Angie Long's and a high school classmate of Angie's. Um, there was no one they trusted more with key steps along the way, and Grant just kind of stayed behind the scenes, which sort of you know, for someone who is so well known to do so much behind the scenes is kind of, I think, pretty extra cool to understand that. That was a great story, and I didn't realize the the, the depth the depth of the relationship between Grant uh, Wall and the, and the Longs. And um, I remember thinking uh, again in the in the days afterwards that I don't know if a if if a sports writer who's associated with a, a, a sport that he covers was more respected by the sport that he covers than Grant Wall was when it came to soccer. That's a great way to put it. And one of the things, I talked with Angie and Chris about this, that, that sort of exactly to your point, and maybe and then some, so respected by his subjects, um, respected by, maybe he, he, maybe he, he had, maybe authority at times um, was frustrated by him, but they, they had to respect his integrity and respected by his colleagues. It, it's hard to have all that, right? Because sometimes one thing maybe means a little less of the other. Right. Just, just that way. And so for him to be, you know, universally seen that way. And again, Angie pointed this out, that the morning after his death, she said there were 207,000 distinct tweets about Grant Wall. Wow. 207,000. When she first said it, I was like, "Well, I, I gotta let me think about that." But Grant had like a million Twitter followers, and you saw—I mean, from LeBron James to Becky Sauerbrunn to you know so many, indeed, so many foreign journalists too. So, yeah, you're right. And I, I they, they were Chris and Angie were reluctant to try to get into this too much right away, but because they want to talk to. Uh, Grant's wife, Celine, about this, but 
I'm, I'm pretty assured that Grant's name will, will be uh, in some way a notable part of the new stadium. And I would expect um, that in some way he'll be a notable uh, part of the KC 2026 World Cup. Well, that's amazing to hear. That, that's great. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, you are going to hear from Kamiko Gilmore, as I said, the Executive Director of Convention and Entertainment Facilities for Kansas City. You're going to hear from Joe Reardon, President and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce and former Mayor of KCK. And, of course, you'll hear from Kathy Nelson. You'll recognize her voice immediately. Kathy, of course, President of Visit KC and the Kansas City Sports Commission. Thanks, Vahe. Thank you, Blair. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. When you mentioned about, because um, I think one of the things that a lot of people in Kansas City, they just don't know what it's going to look like here other than like maybe the match experience. They might have an idea, but if it's the wrong idea, they probably at least have something. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. But just like the during the week stuff that you mentioned as far as taking advantage of other people want to explore the city and stuff. So how will Kansas City maybe look different than it does like today on a Friday afternoon? Oh, knowing I, that there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, now it's hard because the scale of this thing, you know, there are so many people yeah, in yes, Doha, you have a right? a lot of people in the same city. Right, right but yeah. if you think about the number of people that will come here, you know, when outside of the matches, there will be an activity level, particularly in our core city, that will be like nothing we are used to in modern times, right? Mm-hmm. And the activity is going to be incredible. And, you know, our assets that are out there, like the Nelson, it's going to be an incredible showcase, and they're going to be interested in seeing it. That's what I realized when I was there. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hungry to see the place that they're in, in a way that you know, if if you're coming for, you know, a regional tournament or something, you might already know Kansas City, and you've seen all that before. These people are all brand new to this place, mm-hmm. and they're going to, want to take it all in, and that's going to be a big opportunity for us. And um, one of the things I learned is that the Midwest is very exotic to international mm-hmm. travelers. So they're going to want to see, this is very intriguing to them, that Kansas City is a part of, of this, and they're going to want to just explore everywhere. It's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Yeah. And we've had some conversation about, do you do a first Friday every Friday mm-hmm. during the month? Yeah. Do you do a Boulevardia every Saturday right. during the month? You do. I mean, so some of that's going on, but I mean, it, we're going to have to ramp up. I think the other opportunity, this is just in my mind's eye, but, you know, thinking about the curiosity about this Midwest city and yes. what it's all about, but I think it's a chance for us to, to showcase our cultural diversity. Just think about those corners Absolutely. of our city where there's a culture here that you might not assume mm-hmm. is in the, in the center of, exactly. you know, the United States. Exactly. I think that could be really quite exciting, and the authenticity of that yep. won't be very hard to activate. It's exactly. there already. Uh, and there'll be a great interest in it, I think. Yeah, the old Northeast is very excited about this because yes. you have all of these different nationalities yeah. that are represented yeah. there. Um, and I, I feel like they're going to be very involved on whatever level, whether I think we're going to get a lot of volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, from all these different countries that are right here in Kansas.
I feel like Kansas City is going to show up so well. Our people are going to be very welcoming, and we are going to be ready in that way. I Once again, transportation is the, the one main thing that I want to make sure is working seamlessly. Um, but I know we can do this because we have this much time. You know, we have the right people in place. I mean, with Kathy's leadership, uh, you know, I just feel very comfortable with that. Whatever, we can pilot so many things right now. You know, we don't have we. It's we're ur it's urgent because it'll be 2026 in a, in two minutes oh, probably. <laughs> but we can we can we're going to be very focused on making sure that everything works. Um, uh, I think NFL draft is going to be our entree into that. You know, that's going to be that's going to be a pilot for a World Cup. Um, I'm, I'm I'm feeling I feel good about it, uh, and I'm going to remain optimistic. Um, Cautiously optimistic. There you go. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm very excited. I think there's an authenticity to this place yes. that's going to showcase yeah. in an incredible way yes. to the people that decide to come here. And what, whatever we can do to sort of in this, you know, there's 16 match sites to, to embrace uh, the world, yeah. uh, to try to attract those folks to, you know, the smallest market in the United States. Yes. We get those people here and they're going to find out the secret of Kansas City. That's mm. going to be That's going to be an amazing mm -hmm. moment for us. There's no doubt. The other thing that's take away from me, and I haven't, we haven't been able to reflect, is just how much this city has built, intentionally built this infrastructure that leads to us being able to land this. Mm -hmm. And it goes back 50, it goes back to Arrowhead. Mm -hmm. exactly. It goes back to Lamar Hunt and the decision to make to build this world-class venue yes. for U.S. foot, for American football. And 50 years later, the dividends of that stadium pay off in the exactly. sense that without it, we wouldn't have this world Right, exactly. Right? And, and you know it's all those other building blocks, and you know I you know in mm -hmm. in Doha they had to build so many things from scratch, right? right? But the, the soccer facilities we have, those aren't purpose built for the World Cup. Yeah. They're built for Kansas City. They're built and they're built in a way though that they can attract something like the yes. World Cup. Mm -hmm. That just speaks to the longevity I think of the city and its commitment to sort of build infrastructure that's world class in nature, and you can be the smallest market and compete. Yeah. It's really pretty cool, and seeing those facilities and understanding ours, seeing them in Doha and understanding ours, we're up to it. Yeah. I mean, we're up to the match, and that's great. I mean, that made me very excited. Another. I was just going to say, some one of your um, goals when you get this is to try and show off Kansas City mm -hmm. to the rest, but it seemed like you were really struck by the fact of how possible that's going to be because of the fans' willingness to integrate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that, I didn't know what that would be like. You know, I didn't yeah. know if, if a fan would just go and it's all about the match day, and then it's then that's all. It's not. It's, not. it's yeah. about all of it, and yeah. that really, I mean, that means the opportunity for us is even bigger than I thought. And all of our businesses have to be ready, just mm -hmm. ready to accept whomever comes in their door, mm -hmm. and they have to be able to reflect a little bit of FIFA in everything that they do, because that will you just have people wandering in. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be set up, and you have to be ready. Yeah, and. Um, I noticed it kind of irritated me, and then I thought, well, that was pretty clever. So Las Vegas was promoting hard during the matches. Oh, they were a, yeah. They're a FIFA sponsor. Oh, so they were having these cool. visits at Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> Right? <laughs> and then yeah. I'm like, light bulb. Yes. Yep. We, we have to start too. doing that. Yes. So putting my visit case yes, hat on. Absolutely. How do exactly. we attract those, even if say Germany never makes it here to Kansas City to play, how do we attract those visitors when to they are here yes. to fly to Kansas City? That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of George Howard, Monty Davis, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell for sharing their insights. 
and to Kamiko Gilmore, Joe Reardon, and Kathy Nelson for providing a look into what's in store for Kansas City in three years. Morning Sports Edition is the nation's top digital sports section. Take my word for it or not, but I'm right. Check it out for yourself at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Every day.